This is an All Ears English bonus episode, Election Update, Three Ways Americans Have Disgraced Democracy. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 150 million times. Are you feeling stuck with your English? We'll show you how to become fearless and fluent by focusing on connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, coming to you from Denver and Portland, USA. And to get your transcripts delivered by email every week, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash subscribe. In today's episode, we get political. We'll break down what happened in the U.S. election, what is happening now with the transfer of power, and what we think as we watch all of this in real time from within the United States. Listen in to this bonus episode today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Jessica, how are you doing today? Ah, uh, I'm doing great. I, yeah, I am doing great. I need to, uh, I need to stop binging um, <laughs> podcasts. I have been just binging too many podcasts lately. Interesting. Uh, what about you? Oh my gosh, <laughs> yes. I am always binging podcasts. I go, it waxes and wanes for me. I go into those totally. binge moments, these months where I'm just like sucking up every podcast I can find. But these days I'm actually feeling pretty relaxed, uh, more relaxed than I was about two Oof. weeks ago because the oh election is Basically, I mean, the election is over. Uh, the election well, is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, technically, yes. yes, yes. It is over. Um, it is over. <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of the surprising elements we will talk about today, guys. Mm -hmm. um, but just as a disclaimer, we yes. want everyone to know that mm -hmm. Lindsay and I are going to be expressing our personal and strong opinions yes. about yes. Um, <clears throat> politics and our government and country in this episode. So mm -hmm. we just yes. wanted to let you know that. Absolutely, guys. If you feel like you don't want to hear our opinions or it's too much, it's better not to listen to this episode. But a lot of our <laughs> listeners, we know you guys want to know what's going on right now in the U.S. with yes. the election. There's some weird stuff happening. I, and maybe you'd like to hear it from our perspective as Americans. So we're going to share that for the listeners who do want to listen. OK, so Jessica, what awesome. is today's like? What's the title of today's episode? I mean, what are we trying to present yeah. to our listeners? Yeah. Well, guys, we want to do our best to explain three surprising, uh, let's see, three surprising occurrences mm -hmm. um, around our ideas of democracy yep. that um, have occurred lately and how mm, we didn't think that these occurrences were possible. <laughs> <laughs> and we're learning that there's a whole a whole host of things that are possible yeah. regarding politics and what other Americans think and do um, yeah. that still surprise us. And we're going to just talk about why it surprises us and maybe why we think this stuff is happening. Yeah. So in a sense, this ties in with the principles of American democracy. So it's kind yes. of like, I 
think it tell me if this if you share this sense too, Jessica, we spent our childhood, like our education learning about American democracy being told that it's yeah. very, it's very strong. Uh, and it's foolproof. And there are systems set up that will <laughs> check and balance each other, and that we don't right. have to worry about it. And I think for me, the day that Trump was elected, the alarm bells went off. And it was the moment the yeah. first time where I felt like, Oh, my gosh, is our democracy could it be at really like, how strong is it really? To me, this felt like totally. an ultimate test. The entire presidency of Trump felt like a test of the strength of our democracy. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, no, exactly. I think you you hit the nail on the head there. It, yeah. it did surprise a lot of us in America, I think, because we assumed that these actions that authorities took were legislated, right? But mm -hmm. it turns out that some of the mm, traditions and expectations and actions of our leaders aren't like in the books they're like yeah. sort of unwritten rules um, yeah okay yeah. I yeah. just I want to get to the first example it. because it shows what we're talking about here the most mm -hmm. I think is this idea of like the the president is um elected right the yep. president elect that happens we have an election someone wins mm -hmm. right and then the whoever uh loses concedes whoever mm -hmm. loses yes. says okay I lost and you won and that has happened and every single time we yep. have a presidential and, election. Yeah. And I mean, the reason it happens, usually it happens on election night with a phone call, right. a personal phone call from the loser to the winner. Um, and and the reason it happens is to show the world an example of a peaceful transfer of power and yes. to protect our national security. Because when we're most vulnerable is when there's not a clear leadership hierarchy. We're Definitely. vulnerable to attacks from the outside. And so that's why that's so important that that happens. But what happened this time or what is happening currently? I mean, right now, today is November 16th, guys, when we're recording this. This will probably come yeah. out next week. But we're at this weird place right now. Jessica, what's happening? Yeah. So um, uh, the uh, the current president, President Trump has, well, he didn't concede for right. a very long time. And he kept putting stuff out on social media, um, on Twitter and Facebook, saying that um, the the media should not elect the president. This is voter fraud and mail-in <laughs> ballots and blah, blah, blah. Um, and thankfully, social media is taking a stand and labeling misinformation yeah. a lot more yeah. these days. But yeah, he refused to concede. But I did read a couple days ago that he made a, a soft concession um, yeah. where he was like, yes, he Joe Biden won, but right, right. but there was still voter fraud. So yeah. that wasn't really mm -hmm. a For concession. Sure. <laughs> I mean, thank I mean, we don't live in a kingdom, right? So he doesn't need to concede. So that's that's the good news, right? He doesn't have to concede it. You know, Joe Biden, Biden won. He's going to be the president. He's going to be sworn in in January. Um, right. But it's, it's really a matter of, I, I guess, setting an example and being an integrity with democracy that he needs to concede. And fully concede and endorse the right. person that why he needs to say this is going to be our new president and it's really about trump's base right base of followers that he needs to tell them so that we exactly. don't have such a, di a divided country and half the country less than half i guess what 35 40 45 percent doesn't believe that trump 
lost. I mean, that's a problem. Yes. Right. A very, very high uh, number of Americans believes all of this, believes Mm -hmm. that there was large amounts of voter fraud. Um, And actually, right, if you read anybody who has done research into this, into Mm -hmm. the election, into all just the all of the mail in ballots and everything. Right. This was this was an amazingly impressive election, actually, because more people voted. Oh, then so have voted in forever. Yes. And it was a, an extremely secure election because everything mm-hmm. was so controlled with the number of ballots and the double checks and the rechecks and all of this yeah, stuff. Um, exactly. So the fact that such a high percentage of Americans still uh, just believe yeah. baseless accusations. Yeah. Um, that's the second thing, I guess, that would surprise us, right? That still mm-hmm. so many people um, just believe these outlandish um, claims. Exactly. It's going to present a real problem for Joe Biden the day he gets into election. I mean, as of now, as of today, he still, I don't think, has been able to access the information on the coronavirus on the inside, right? There are files, <laughs> there's information, there's phone numbers that he needs to have access to, we're right. being told on the news, that he's not getting. Like the Trump administration. Oh my God. It's not opening the window. It's not opening like the files for the Biden administration. So okay, and yeah. like, doesn't this seem just like a six-year-old throwing a tantrum? Oh, totally. Just like it, no, I oh, yeah. no, whatever. You can't see that <laughs> because who does that help? Oh, Nobody. It's, it's looking I mean, more childish by the day. Like it's I know, so he just throws tantrums all yeah. the time. Um, and that was one of the first actions that Biden did was like even before he was already forming this new coronavirus virus task force because that was exactly. one of his biggest um, yes. sort of uh, claims right mm-hmm. when he was campaigning is like the leadership has not taken control that's why the situation is out of control mm-hmm. and one of my priorities is to address this so our country can get back to a normal back to like yeah, right having a robust sure. economy so he had a task force he has experts ready to go but mm-hmm. they can't because yep. they can't <laughs> access the information yeah exactly Jessica. it's so crazy I mean, so I guess that would be number one, right? That's the first surprising thing about American democracy that I guess we're all kind of coming to terms with now. To me, it's like a loss of innocence in in what I believed about our democracy up until now, right? The president doesn't technically have to concede. He's not going to be able to continue to be president and name himself president, but he doesn't have to concede so he can make it hard for the new person in these crucial 60, 70 days that Joe Biden absolutely needs to use every minute of this time to prepare. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that that definitely shocked me. Exactly. Yeah. I just didn't realize that, that was even possible. Yeah. yeah. That the loser could not concede. Mm-hmm. So um, the second point, guys, that we touched on just a minute ago, just the the extremes mm-hmm. um, that voters have gone to, and their willingness to believe wild accusations. Right. So yes. there's a couple phrases here that we're going to explain first. So the first is confirmation bias. Oh, this is such a good phrase. Um, Lindsay, what does that mean? (laughs) So this is exactly what social media serves us, right? So if you guys have seen the the documentary, The Social Dilemma, that's really what they're trying to show us. And we know this, right? We all know that this is happening to some extent. But basically, confirmation bias is when we already believe something because we've been told to believe it. And then we see something and that confirms our belief. We look for the parts and we that confirm and we dismiss the parts that disagree with our belief. Yeah. And to 
some extent, we all do this, right? Oh, for On both sure. sides, oh, for, for sure. sure. Um, but I was just listening to uh, this American Life episode this morning, and there's a great example of this, guys, to demonstrate confirmation bias, right? Mm-hmm. It's always great to have something real associated yeah. with vocabulary so you remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was this viral video that went around of a, um, a vote counter in Atlanta, Georgia, Mm-hmm. That apparently it looked like he just got angry and and uh, like ripped up a ballot and threw it away. And this video just went viral. And so all of the Trump huh. supporters are like, see, see, that's what happened. He <laughs> he's a he's a Biden voter and he threw away the Trump vote or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, they went to interview the guy. <laughs> they right, found right, this right. like poll worker. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was they use machines to open envelopes uh-huh. so they can count the ballots. Right. Right. And what had happened was this machine malfunctioned and it like he caught his finger in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so that's why you see him like flinch and like get angry at the machine. He's not angry at the ballot. He can't oh, even see it. Right. Um, and then the thing that he like crumples is the envelope that was like ripped off in a oh, bad way. My God. Right? So it's like, yeah, it has nothing to do with the vote yep, itself. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> confirmation bias. That's oh an my awesome gosh. example. You know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that and that's kind of what we get, you know, the social media, the algorithms serve up what we, you know, the comments that we agree with and then we see that more and we do increasingly yep. we're living in two worlds. It's a cr- incredible how divided we are now and it's scary, you know? It is scary uh, because this um I I know people that are that mm-hmm. carry this fear with yeah. them, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people that are prone to anxiety. Like um um a, a friend of mine, a, a mom, she was hiking with her two kids and she said that she like felt physical fear when she saw someone in a MAGA hat, right? That red mm. make America great again hat. Right. Um, and like that, it's just sad. It's yeah. really sad that we can feel that around other Americans just because of politics right oh now. Oh my God, it really is. And so that's another thing that kind of, I guess I never, the surprising part here is just that I never imagined that we'd become this partisan, you know, exactly. this is extreme yeah. partisanship. And Joe Biden is kind of the right person for the moment because he has a history throughout his entire career of reaching across the aisle, as they say, yes. and yep. working across the different parties. And so I hope he can do that. But he's, oh, man, I would not want to be him right now. <laughs> it's a tough job. Really tough oh job. Oh, my gosh. I mean, when Obama came into office, like post-recession, everybody yeah. was like, how mm-hmm. is he going to do oh. this? And it's even more so this time. It's even more so like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Like, yep. what? How? Good luck. Like, whatever, <laughs> whatever you can do is going to help. Exactly. Um, so, this, so the second point, guys, just to sum up, this extreme partisanship is what is surprising us, guys. The lengths that um, our own, you know, fellow countrymen will go to um, to hate each other just based on politics and mm-hmm. um, true or false information. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So this last part, guys, this is really, this is something that you and I, Lindsay, we talked about this in the last election, how surprised we were because according to polls, right, (laughs) Trump was not supposed to win. Hillary was supposed to win. So we have thought some more about why polling is wrong because it was wrong again. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. I mean, because I remember when we did that episode when Trump won, I remember so clearly how shocked we all were. Um, But and it turns out so I know that the polling companies 
you know, this is a big business and it's very, very important because this is how people make decisions on where to spend money in campaigns, how sure. regular everyday voters end up contributing to campaigns. It, it requires so much uh, accuracy, but it's apparently this time it was actually more off than 2016. Oh that's what I've heard. Yeah. It was well, more I, I think that's because of the extreme partisanship, I think, because yeah. people know that like if they say their real views that they're going to vote for mm -hmm. Trump, oh, yeah. um, then yeah. they'll receive hatred and they just don't want to deal with it. Right. Like, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, no, I just wanted to share some insight that I gained over the weekend mm. um, into this. Why polls were wrong. Yeah. Um, season four, guys, of a podcast called Slow Burn. Each season dives into a totally different story, right? Mm -hmm. So season four is about David Duke. Yes. Um, he uh, is a famous name, head of the KKK mm -hmm. at one point. Um, very like outspoken white supremacist. Mm -hmm. Very proud um, of his Nazi beliefs. Just mm -hmm. a horrible, horrible person. Yeah. Okay. So this season is about him. And he, guys, he was actually like elected. <laughs> Yeah. As like a public official um, to the House of Representatives in Louisiana, Louisiana, mm -hmm. um, and just like how? So yeah. th the reason is, guys, because people were are embarrassed to say they support mm -hmm. a this racist person because mm -hmm. they know their views are unpopular, and so they just they don't tell the truth, basically. Mm -hmm. So the people that are being pulled are not telling the truth, and mm -hmm. they're maybe they say they're vo voting for Biden because if they say they're voting for Trump they think people will you know be yeah. mad at them or something yeah i mean so that's yeah i think there's a number of theories right as to why i think it's probably a combination of a number of theories as to why totally. it yeah. was so wrong that they call that concept the shy trump voter right that won't admit to anyone's face or even on the phone that they're voting for trump but they will because yeah. they know it's yeah. so like um it's not i don't know a lot of people have a, a cringe effect when they hear that but uh, uh, I, I was listening to another podcast on the daily if you guys look at the daily it's the podcast from the new york times uh polling person was interviewed on there and he threw out like a bunch of theories i don't remember them all and they oh, have cool. yeah they have to dig a little deeper to know exactly what what went wrong right probably yeah. it was partly the shy trump voter they also say that maybe because trump has spent four years kind of slamming on institutions like the new york times which runs the polls or like right. Quinnipiac university right they wouldn't answer the phone or they're much, le much less likely to even yeah. respond to an institution because they don't trust that them. makes sense that could be another i mean there are so many theories as to what went wrong um, and, yeah, and that, I just want to add that I think this is the fourth thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to add a bonus um, yeah. uh, point here. Mm -hmm. The thing that surprises me about um, how our democracy could be challenged and weakened ultimately mm -hmm. is this mistrust of um, scientists yeah. and media oh, yeah. and people oh, yeah. that do legitimate research, right? Mm -hmm. Like for the New York Times, for these nonpartisan organizations, just mm -hmm. this um, extreme mistrust that Trump has encouraged and, yeah. uh, right, like made everybody just like, oh, did no, like you, yeah. you work for the government. I don't trust you or, right, right? like, mm -hmm. I don't trust science. <laughs> I don't trust newspapers. Like, who do you trust yeah. them? I mean, it's hard because I do think that the New York Times is very biased, right? It's yeah. biased in a certain way. It's a very liberal, <laughs> it's a very liberal newspaper, especially if you read the opinion columns, obviously. But, but you know, even just the regular news is clearly left-leaning, right? And other newspapers are right-leaning. But I think that ties into the problem with, like, the way news is funded, the media, the way they make 
make money on ads and all of that is like kind of like a YouTube model, like sucking you in more watching. It makes everything so partisan. But news has always been, I guess, somewhat partisan. But I think the local newspapers are also shutting down, which is a major problem. Right. And that's I feel like local newspapers have been a little bit less, like maybe more matter of fact, like here's the news. This is what's happening. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mm. nobody like watches the local news anymore, really, because nobody has like just broadcast TV. Um, And yeah, this is like it all kind of started in the the 90s. Right, guys, I'm not going to tell a whole story. I know this is a longish (laughs) episode, but just what this made me think of was in the I guess late 80s, 90s, when um, news networks started, right, when CNN started and then you could have like Fox Mm. News, MSNBC and then news did become more partisan. It became Mm -hmm. 24 hour. It became more um, sensational, right? To like make people watch you. So you had to be outlandish in your opinions and views to make people watch you. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, gosh, so many, so many roots to our problems today. Oh my God. That's why they say that Trump was kind of more of a symptom rather than a, 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 like a cause. Like he was the symptom of a larger problem. And I do believe that's true. So the question is, what happens now? Right? What happens with the rest of the transition? Uh, and then what happens with the Biden presidency? Can he correct course? I mean, personally, yes. I think it'd be great if he could put into place some <sighs> laws that uh, like prevent things where uh, of pre- prevent a president from pushing the boundaries of democracy like Trump did. I totally. hope he's able to implement things like that personally. Yeah. Man, he has such a big job, though. Oh, yeah. my gosh. I mean, first thing, coronavirus, got to tackle that. Like, yeah. we all have to be on the same page so we could mm-hmm. move forward as a country instead yeah. of going backwards and forwards and locking down and opening up. Yeah. We all got to be on the same page. Exactly. Um, and then secondly, the, he has to roll back like a thousand environmental, oh, um, not roll back. He has to put back in place a thousand yes. environmental regulations that Trump led up on. You know, like, Absolutely. oh, my gosh, so much to Abs- do. Yeah, that <laughs> has to be a top priority. I mean, the good news is. Yeah. My, again, in my opinion, is that you know, Biden is here, Trump's gone, we can relax in that sense. Like, I feel like we've kind yeah. of it, we redeemed ourselves in the eyes of the world, maybe. <laughs> yes, but but Definitely. you know, the question is, how does it go now? So, guys, let us know your questions from today's episode. Come back to the blog, we'll try to blog on this on the blog. And Jessica, any final thoughts here on this update? Oh my gosh, stay tuned, you guys. Um, We are doing our best to explain all this confusion because I know the rest of the world is as confused as we are. So don't worry, guys. We are educating ourselves. So hopefully we can help you understand (laughs) America. (laughs) All right, Jessica, thanks for hanging out today. My pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to All Ears English. If you are taking IELTS this year, get your estimated band score with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then hit subscribe now to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.